Hey, everybody, and welcome back to The Daily Thread. Sorry we missed you yesterday. We had some technical issues. As you see, I am not with my father in the office. He is in New York, right. and, and I am uh, I am not. Elsewhere. I am in, you're, uh, you're elsewhere. I'm in New York, just not not there, so the roles are a little bit reversed. <laughs> are you on vacation? Are you on vacation? Is that it? Maybe. Yeah, so uh, here we are. Sorry we couldn't get to yesterday. We had some technical difficulties. But today on the Daily Thread, we have a few stories that we're going to discuss. Donald Trump going crazy over the conservative uh, media giving Ron DeSantis some pop, you know, positive airtime. Uh, a, the suspect in, in Los Angeles, the shooting was, was caught. And Dubai's first synagogue, which happens to be gorgeous. Thank you for tuning in and listening to the Daily Thread. Okay, so Abba, um, how's your day going so far? Um, okay, we should say that we did record an episode yesterday. Uh, we but did. It just, but you just uh, couldn't technically figure out how to uh, get it online. So I guess yeah. we're just putting it, we're putting it in the can. I guess we're canning it. We are putting it in the, maybe, you know, like, but maybe we'll, we'll put it on hold. You know, it just wasn't meant to be. What can we do? Yeah. Okay. It was pretty good. It was a pretty good. Uh, covered some good topics. Uh, I don't remember any of them at this point, but uh, they were they were pretty that's, good uh, topics. You know, that's the thing about news. Yesterday's news is is the most worthless. Uh, they say am I nothing right? is old. They say that nothing is old as yesterday's news. It's true. So it's true. Know, so yesterday is gone. Yesterday is gone. Yesterday so what, is what do you gone. want to talk about today? Okay, so um, what you want to what you want to start with? What you want to start with today, Donald Trump? Okay, we can start with the Donald. Donald is not happy about the media, the conservative media, giving Ron DeSantis, I guess, positive airtime. He wants to be okay. that guy. Uh, he wants to be that guy, and he was that guy for you know his presidency. But it seems like the right wing media is moving away from Donald Trump. Yeah, I don't know. I I I don't know why he wants the whole thing altogether. You know, he's uh, he's seventy six years old. Um, he was president for four years. Um, you know, I, I can I understand both sides of the equation for him. You know, he was not dealt with properly uh, by uh, people in power, and yeah. uh, I understand his motivation for wanting to come back and take another shot at it, so to, so to speak. Uh, but. Um, on the other hand, uh, I think he's still a very influential and powerful person and has a lot to make a very important and significant contribution to the pro political process here in the United States. Uh, but I think he could do that. very well from the – what do you, you want to subject yourself to, to, to the White House and to the criticism from the, from the Congress? Although I think he anticipates um, that uh, the Republicans are going to do even better uh, in 2024, uh, and he'll have a nice majority in both, potentially in both the House and the Senate. So, really? uh, a a um, a what should we call it? A uh, a Trump presidency with a majority in both houses uh, could really change things very dramatically in a positive way uh, in this country. I know, you know, I get, you know, of all the things that we write about uh, uh, in the paper and talk about here, I only get everything comes down to Trump. You know, everybody. Uh, doesn't let me live down the fact that I uh, voted for Trump, but um, listen, I think it's I, I, one second that you voted for him the first time around or the second time around. I voted for him both times. 
But right. you know, I was uh, I was in Florida last last week, as you know, and I went to a, a program that Ben Shapiro spoke at, and Ben Shapiro in 2016 was very against Trump. But he, he didn't said, vote for Trump. Uh, Who do you vote for, John 20, Kasich? But, uh, but in 2020, he voted for Trump. He said he voted for Trump in 2020. Because Trump did a good job as president. He did a good job as president. He got stuck with a bad uh, Congress with a devious type of uh, underhanded people. And then he got hit by uh, the COVID uh, situation, which uh, pretty much uh, sidelined everything and derailed the the whole uh, the whole the whole country for for two years. You know, yeah, and I, and I want to say something that this you know for people who aren't into politics, and you know. That's fine. You don't have to be into politics, but I want to explain something why why it is important who's serving who's in the White House. I'll tell you something very simply. Someone was just in my house. I, I recently bought a home, and he oh, was Mazel telling Tov. me how. Thank you. Yeah. Did you know about that? Uh, I think I heard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he was telling me how he bought a home. This person had bought a home around a year and a half ago. So I looked at him. He looked at me. I said, "Well, what what interest rate did you pay?" He said, I'm "I got saying. two point. I, I got two point nine. I said, well, I got yeah. 5.9. So for right. all of you who are listening that uh, politics, I don't really care. I'll tell you why you should care. You're going to want to buy yeah. a house. You want to go to the grocery. You know the difference between three points on an interest rate when you're paying for a mortgage? There's things you that know, I didn't even think about. But when Donald Trump was in office, the, the interest rates were, were historically low. And, and well, inflation didn't exist. Well, so, you know – Interest rates were low for about 10 years, um, you know, in all fairness, even before Trump became president. But he made sure that he maintained it uh, at a certain level. Let me tell you something else about uh, about Trump. You wouldn't have America wouldn't be having these, this trouble with uh, Russia uh, uh, right now and with China right now if uh, if Trump wa- was in office. You know, you have you have the the ingredients uh, literally, I know you studied World War One and World War Two and history, and the damage it did to the world, and millions of people that died in those wars. You have right now what's going on in the Ukraine. You have the the makings potentially of World War Three. Believe it or not, I don't mean to scare anybody, but you have Russia and China working together against. They're really fighting a war against the United States. It just happens to be fighting it in the Ukraine, but it's really against the United States. I saw this morning. Uh, in the paper, in the Wall Street Journal, America has so far spent $113 billion on the Ukraine. Uh, well, we kind of just we we kind of just print money, no? Like, that does, it's meaningless. No, we just with 30, print money. Yeah, Amer- America's $31 trillion in debt. Uh, you know, I think I read that uh, um, the, the, uh, the national budget, $750 billion of the, nat- of the national budget, Seven hundred and fifty billion dollars is just interest on our loans, and guess where most of our most of the money is borrowed from? It's borrowed from China. Why are we borrowing money from China? Like because China why? because China has a lot China has a lot of money. How they, <laughs> how does China? Con- they produce a lot of stuff cheap, and they have a lot of cheap labor, and they uh, uh, and they uh, they charge high prices or good prices for what they. Uh, what they produce, and they pay the people next to nothing. Here, yeah, you have guys that are, uh, you know, uh, working in that store across the street, you know, mopping the floor at the end of the day, so make sure it's clean the next day, getting $20 an hour, you know, for, Even more. Uh, for their shift. Even more. Now, I wish them, I wish them luck. I, I, they should, but, you know, but you, you, don't, you don't have that in China. 
anyway well when you have china when you have china and russia together yeah you know china has it's the most populous country in the world 1.4 billion people uh russia has the most nuclear weapons of any country in the world and, that's great and they're teaming up against the united states in the ukraine and what's going on in ukraine what's going on there what are we fighting for i don't know why are we so far in into this battle what well, i have my own I have my own theory. Uh, first, they're not fighting for democracy. I, I know your theory. Like... Your theory is that Ukraine knows things about the Bidens. That's your theory? I don't think. I think China knows things about the Bidens, too. Uh, my theory is that um, uh, there's a lot of money floating, $113 billion. Vladimir Zelensky became a very wealthy man. The Bush family became even more wealthy than they were previously. You know, Bush? Just look. I mean, Why the Biden Bush? family. And I uh. meant Biden. The Biden family uh, became very wealthy from this war, and they don't want to give it up. They don't want to give it up. They're making they're making a lot of money, but that's not uh, let's not talk about that. But uh, more interesting, uh, yesterday Tucker Carlson reported last night that he's getting access from Kevin McCarthy, the um, speaker majority of the leader, the speaker of the House, to forty four thousand hours of video. About on, on January 6th, I was taken outside the uh, U.S. Capitol and inside the U.S. Capitol. Okay. Oh, what are we looking? Is, what, what are we looking to, it, to see there? What What you're going to see is that the Capitol Police, who are in charge of security at the Capitol, uh, working to allow people in to create a riot. Okay, so that's terrible. Okay? Because well, but they were they were instructed by Democratic leadership, Nancy Pelosi, and Democratic leadership to create that's a, a riot. That's a conspiracy no, no, no. theory. Nahi, That's a conspiracy week, theory. That's Alex it. Jones right there. That's next Alex week, Jones stuff. Next week you're gonna see it. Next week you're gonna see it on tape. You're gonna see them. You're gonna see them oh, ushering people seen, into the Capitol. We've, we've seen the videos already of the Capitol police not stopping them. But yeah, you think you that was orchestrated? You ain't, you ain't seen nothing yet. You ain't seen. You nothing think that was yet. orchestrated by the by by the Democrats? Hey, listen. You, you want to compare me to Alex Jones? Let's go to the next subject. <laughs> All right, you know what's going I on in Israel today? I one second. No, I have I have another story, but I didn't compare it to Alex Jones. I'm just saying that's an Alex Jones theory. Like, no, why no, no, would there's, there's forty four thousand hours of video from security cameras around that surround the Capitol that no one has seen in two years. Nobody has seen them. Okay, well, first of all, why why weren't they released? You know, if you pass okay. uh, if you if you if you pass the red light here on the corner, it's a video. And right away you get a you get a letter in the mail for you owe us one hundred and fifty dollars, but there's there's dozens and dozens of security cameras surrounding the perhaps the most important um, location in the in the country, which is outside the U.S. Capitol, and we can't get our hands on the videos to see what actually went on. I hear you. No, something I want to talk about next, and I'm looking forward to seeing that footage. And listen, if your if your theory is correct, then I'll, I'll apologize for sure. Um, okay. Something I want to show and I'm going to pull up on the screen for everyone to see together is as follows. Uh, new, the first synagogue in Dubai, and it is a gorgeous, gorgeous synagogue. Here, just watch. Ain't that something? That that is a beautiful yeah. shul. Have they you ever seen a shul a, like that? Oh, they they know how to build a shul in in Dubai. 
you know first um, first synagogue you know what the first synagogues in the united states look like we're talking about like they're usually basements in a house and their first synagogue is is like oh my gosh that those are what to, like, uh, i have to get there i gotta get to uh to dubai you've never um, been no you've never been either believe it or not well, i don't you go know, most places I, I, I I have to get to Dubai uh, so that I could at least do a recording uh, from Dubai. You know, I have to take my uh, my uh, my AirPods with me, uh, yeah. to to be able to, and my iPad to be able to record uh, uh, the Daily Thread. You know, Avi Berkowitz was getting married this week in Dubai. Um, I know that's exciting. I think, uh, so there's a lot of dignitaries. Uh, Jason Greenblatt will be at the wedding. David Friedman's going to be there. Uh, probably some uh, other officials uh, from the United States and uh from israel so um you know it's nice to get married in dubai um it's an, i guess he knows a lot of people there and i guess it's uh in a way it's uh it's a great day you know that he's getting married it's a great thing also the fact that uh he is um i guess it's what you call a destination wedding you know yeah i would say that <laughs> i would say but, that uh, it has also, a, a, wedding, wonder... a wedding like a wedding like that in in, in new york comes a little more of a security issue when you have so many dignitaries in one room, like Jared Kushner and Jason Greenblatt and David Friedman. Well, uh, you think it's easier to, to have the wedding for security reasons in Dubai than in in New York in a terrace of rum? Or, believe it or um, not, believe it or not, or, I think it or, might be. Or in Marie, Marina Del Rey. I mean, they couldn't have this wedding in Marina Del Rey. I mean, you only have to drive like two hours to get to Marina Del Rey. You got to fly for like 13 hours to get to... Uh, to Dubai, but that's the allure of a destination wedding. Uh, everyone's very excited uh, about uh, about going. And is he uh, going to live there for Shana or Shana? Is he going to live in Dubai? No, I, I think I have. A, I think he'll be back in New York uh, next week, probably. I oh, think, you think he'll, be, so? he'll, he'll be living here. Yes, uh, I mean he's a he's a friend of yours, isn't he? And um, then you go to. He's not a friend him? of mine. We were in Camp Monk together. He was. Ah, he mm-hmm. was. He was on the basketball team. And um, but like we, I don't think we're not. I don't, I don't consider myself a friend. Like we don't. Okay. Maybe we. No. I'm sure we've. That's we've had interactions, but I understand that's where he met. Uh, he met Jared Kushner on a basketball court in not uh, in Camp Monk <laughs> at a no at a Pesach program in Arizona. Yeah, uh, Jared Kushner didn't go to Camp Monk. You know what? Maybe he did. Maybe when he was very, very young. You never know. You think so? Uh, I don't think. I, I don't think he comes yeah. from a, a monk orientation. I don't, I don't think Jared is a monk, a monkey. <laughs> so uh, last monkey week, we were, last week we discussed about there was two two days of consecutive shootings in Los Angeles outside of a shul. We were discussing: is it a hate crime? Is it a crime? So they uh, they arrested somebody uh, this yeah. morning after Los Angeles police arrested a man sus- a suspected of shooting two Jewish. Uh, two Jews outside their synagogues. Friday afternoon, police in Los Angeles uh, revealed the details about the alleged shooter's identity and the motivation. His name is Jamie Tran. He's 28 years old. He faces hate crimes charges and is being held in the county jail on $2 million bond. Uh, according to the charge filed by the federal prosecutors, Tran told the officers that he had chosen the location of the shooting by searching for kosher markets on Yelp and selected the victims by their headgear. He had previously sent anti-Semitic messages to former classmates in December and cited a flyer, apparently of the type routinely distributed by the white supremacist Goyim Defense League that blamed Jews for COVID-19 pandemic. That is, yeah. There's something called the Goyim Defense League? I guess. Yeah. Is that what it says? Did you read it right? 
there's a apparently what the type of routinely distributed by the white supremacist Guyim Defense League. So you're telling me there's a white supremacist group called the Guyim Defense League. Do they yeah. put do they put light, do they put lights on on Shabbos for people also? <laughs> <laughs> or they only shoot at shuls? Do they what? What else do they do? Do they turn off lights? Gaim, do they put on lights? Do, they, do okay. they put a refrigerator on when it stops on Shabbos? I mean, they could so, be. A, they could play a productive role in society. They, they could make so much money. Their mission. They, they can make. <laughs> they can make so much money. Anyways, Wikipedia says the Gaim Defense League, also known as the GDL, is an anti-Semitic hate group. And, and conspiracy theorists, network of public uh-huh. personalities active across a number of social media websites, primarily YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Gab. I don't even know what Gab is. The GDL emerged in 2018 and is led by Sonoma County-based California comedian John Minadeo uh, and Sway Guevara. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you a story. Let me tell this you a, is a news short to story. me. I never heard this. No, me, this they, they they should broaden their mission and they should make people let people know. I mean, the shooting is a serious offense. I hope this guy uh, gets life in prison for attempted murder. And thankfully, he didn't hurt anybody bad. But it's not fun to be shot at. I'm sure. Um, uh, but um, I know a guy. I know a guy who. Um, you know, a long time ago, he was uh, he was brought up secular, and he uh, he married a non-Jewish woman. Okay, and then he had a son. Okay, and he lives here in New York. And then uh, then his wife decided she wants to convert to Judaism, so she converted. She had a from conversion, a real Orthodox conversion, and then they had another child. So he had two children with her. One was non-Jewish, and one was Jewish. So everyone knew that this guy, he lived in a, a neighborhood upstate New York that was becoming increasingly uh, from. And people knew that this guy had a, a non-Jewish son. And they can come over to the house and ask him to put a light on for them, put the air conditioning on for them on Shabbos because he oh wasn't Jewish. That's crazy. Okay? He, he told me the story himself. But So one time a guy came into his house and I wanted the air conditioning put on in the summer in his house. He wanted to suggest it to to the non-Jewish son, but he came in and he asked the wrong son. He's not, his, the guy, the father said, no, 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 not that son. The other son's not here. You can't, we can't, we can't put oh your recognition on the Shabbos. Goodness. So that's where the Glenn sure, Defense are you League. Sure that, are you sure that, are you sure that's not an episode of Seinfeld and that's actually a real story? No, no that's a real story. I can, I can even tell you the, the, the names of the people involved, but I'm not going to do it here on the, uh, on the podcast. So the, the, cause you're listening to this all over the world. The guy in, in Defense India, League, the Gaim Defense League is, I think they, they, it's, I think it says here that it's sort of a play on the, the JDL. Um, yeah, obvi- obviously, right, obviously, and, and the yeah. and the ADL. So, I don't even know. That is so crazy that there's an actual GDL, which is a Gaim Defense League. And and um, listen, anyways, can I ask a question? Why would why would somebody like? Take this guy, Jamie Tran, who obviously isn't well. He's, he must not be a well person. So you get arrested for right. for committing a crime. You know what? He shot two people. He didn't hurt, hurt, he didn't hurt anybody too badly. Uh, uh, his jail time probably wouldn't be so terrible. But he decided to say mm. that he shot them because they're Jewish. So now it's classified as a hate crime. And now right. it's now you're probably going to be in jail for the rest of your life. So, like, what's the thought process? You know, like. You could have just said like, "Oh, I, uh, I meant to. I was doing shooting practice, and I, I don't know." But you literally just oh, said like, "I wanted to shoot Jews." 
Yeah, you're, de- you're dealing with someone that's deranged uh, from the get-go to begin with. Yeah. So you're not dealing with when you say thought process, you're way off base. There's no, yeah, you know, so. when it goes to when it goes to someone that shoots people coming out of a shul in Los Angeles, or a guy that explodes a, a bomb in 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 Israel, or on a bus, you're not talking about rational people that have the ability to think things out clearly. Okay, there's no clarity involved in uh, that kind of thing. Uh, I don't think so. Uh, yeah, that's uh, you got you got to put that aside, and uh, they they have to be taken off the street. Not so much as punishment for what they did; they should be punished for what they did. They have to be taken off the street primarily because they are a danger to society. That's why you got to take like this and put him away. I don't know how old is he? He's twenty six years old. You put him in jail. You don't got to put a. You don't got to put him in jail for life. You got to put him in jail for twenty five years. So when he's fifty three years old, he comes out and they'll have a different. Uh, he'll probably come out with two college degrees, a master's degree, maybe even a PhD, mm-hmm. and he'll be excellent at tennis and golf. And then then you can let then you can let him out. And uh, he'll probably and also he'll probably also probably also be Muslim. A lot of people convert to Islam in prison somehow. Anyways, well, then he can become a quiet member of society. Yeah, what's very interesting about this uh, GDL thing is like for the FBI, for for federal officials, if there's ever like the biggest red flag, like if somebody's a follower of the GDL, arrest them. Yeah. <laughs> like gonna, those people. Are you going to name this episode uh, GDL? It's going to have to be named like the game defense league. That's in, like it sounds like it could be either a basketball league or it could be it could be uh, an anti-Semitic like neo-Nazi group. And I think it's the neo-Nazi one. So, I mean, that's terrible. Um, I don't, I don't tell you, that's just terrible that exists, but it's, it's like laughable that their name is game defense league. Yeah, it is pretty, it is. If it wasn't so serious, it would be, you're right. It would be comical if it wasn't so potentially uh, dangerous for, for us, for our people uh, specifically. Anyway, uh, Joe Biden's in uh, Poland today. He was in Warsaw. Nice. Good for him. You know, yesterday he was in Kiev. You know that he was in Kiev yesterday? I don't know if he had a chance with moving at all to watch the news. But he he t- he left Sunday night from Washington. He flew to Warsaw, to Poland. Then he took a train. You hear this? It's dangerous to fly over Ukraine because the Russians could shoot you down. So he took a train from uh, Warsaw into Kiev. An eight-hour tra- He went on an eight-hour train ride. Joe Biden okay. went on an eight-hour train ride. Can you imagine that? No, there must have been only... Only United States officials and security people on the train. I'm sure it wasn't a. I'm sure it wasn't a freight train. It was an eight car train. It was an eight car train. But that, still, you got to travel for eight hours. By train. What is that? What is that called? It's not called Air Force One. Is it called Train Force One? Like I, I've never heard of a president traveling by train, like that. Well, this was a unique circumstance, but he wanted to see how his 113 billion dollars is being spent. And I, and, uh, and I had heard, you know, listen, it's a good, you know what, any, anybody, any good investor definitely wants to go check in on their investments and that maybe that's what he's doing in Ukraine. But, you know, I think that um, the U.S. had told Russia, they told Putin that Biden is right. traveling via train. Right. So that brings us back to our other sort of, I don't want to say it's conspiracy theory, but it's a theory yeah. that, that Russia might be responsible for the train derailments in East Palestine, Palestine, uh, in Michigan. So, like, maybe they told Russia, like, no monkey business. The president is traveling via train. Don't try anything. Well, I don't know where the monkeys get involved in this, but, uh, um, you know, uh, first of all, it's interesting. It's a conversation on its own why 
the news media calls it East Palestine. Uh, even though it's spelled Palestine and the world pronounces Palestine, Palestine, uh, in this particular Ohio city, they're calling it East Palestine for some uh, for some reason. Well, and maybe the I question saw, is why it's even pronounced Palestine, because in Hebrew, it's Felish, it's Philistine, right? You know, there's a thousand I, I saw in the Times over the weekend uh, online, of course, I don't subscribe to the Times, but there's a thousand cities in the United States that have biblical names. You have Jericho, you have Bethlehem, you have Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, you have Jericho right here on Long Island, you have yeah. uh Pennsylvania, Ohio has Hebron, Ohio. Now they have East Palestine. So they have like very religious, very biblical type of origins, biblical type roots. But I saw I saw on the news the other day, yesterday, people are lined up in East Palestine because the FEMA is giving out $1,000 checks, $1,000 per person. But they can't really? give out more than that. So you figure $113 billion went to, um, Kiev. to Ukraine, to Kiev, yeah. to Ukraine uh, for those people so they could live comfortably and they could find shelter and they could deal with the situation that they're in, plus of thousands and thousands of pieces of military equipment. But they have to, you know, ration the money to the people that live in Ohio who are probably breathing in air that's going to make them and their children sick. We spoke about it briefly last week, but you understand that people came back into their homes after this train derailment with chemical uh, chemical uh, toxins, and they literally went outside, and their chickens were dead, their dogs were dead, their animals were dead, and they're breathing in this air. It's it's like it, it's honestly going to be the biggest mystery of 2023 of what happened uh, with this story. And, and of course, here in the Daily Thread, we'll continue to discuss it. By the way, you mentioned like you, you weren't sure if I watched the news. I don't watch the news, Abba. You are the news. Ooh. ooh. We what are the real what, news media. What, what, are you, what are you trying to tell me? You don't want, you don't never watch news? You read news. I, I don't watch, I don't turn on Fox News. I don't turn on CNN because you're, again, it's like you're not getting, like, I like, I, I like the Daily, I like the Daily Wire. I like, I like Ben Shapiro, Matt Walsh. Uh, but like, you know, like there's the mainstream media and I'm not saying the mainstream media, the way Trump says mainstream media, like, oh, MSM. Uh, I just don't think I just don't think they're they're reporting things from a unbiased perspective. And to be honest, I want the news straight. I don't want it watered down in any way. Yeah. OK. It depends. It depends where you are, who you not, not only depends what you're watching. It depends who you're watching. Uh, you true. get it. Uh, you get it. You get it pretty straight by some people on Fox News. Not everybody, uh, but uh, you get it pretty straight from Tucker Carlson. Even though there's uh, problems, some problems with him also, but uh, you get it pretty straight. Just, so it's pretty. I good. don't watch the news. Yeah, I don't watch the news. We are the news. That's the Daily Thread. Um, our producer sent me this story right now, which is a tragedy out of Baltimore. A uh, young Bucker was struck and killed by a vehicle um, on Monday night. Uh, mm. on Reistertown Road, emergency personnel was called to the scene on 1800 block of Reistertown after 22-year-old Chaim Moshe Kohn Al-Vashalom, was struck from behind by 2017 Dodge Charger as he rode a bike northbound along the roadway. Uh, the stories of Yeshiv World, despite valiant efforts, paramedics were forced to declare Chaim uh, deceased at the scene. The driver of the vehicle remained at the scene and the Baltimore police <sighs> are, are investigating this tragedy. Mm. Chaim Moshe Kohn was a son of David and Laya Kohn Brother of Rifki, Joseph, Mordechai Kohn, Goldie Kohn, and Aviva Kohn. The Levi details will be published shortly. This happened again last night, and this is a terrible, terrible, terrible tragedy. story. Terrible tragedy. 
tragedy for the family. Uh, I know where Eisterstown Road is. Uh, it's a big thoroughfare in, in in the heart of the from area of Baltimore. So uh, our condolences to the family, and um, they should uh, be comforted in their uh, in their loss eventually. Amen. Well, that is our episode for today, uh, the Daily Thread, February 21st, Tuesday. Thank you right. for joining us. If you have any feedback at all, just make sure to send us an email at thedailythread at meaningfulminute.org. To be honest, I'm going to go ahead and read one email that we got because we always appreciate when people send us emails. And I'm not right. going to say this person's name because I, I, I know they included the name, but I not, I'm not sure if I have permission to say the name. So I'm going to make up a name. How about that? I'll make it up. Um, right, one second. Just, just loading on my computer. Give me a sec. Okay, so the, the, the email reads as follows. A beautiful email uh, from, let's say the girl's name is Leah. Hi, my name is Leah, and I am from Maritisrael. I'm writing this email because I wanted to say thank you for your broadcast. It saved my life. Here in Israel, we have a lot of challenges. And for me, I was in a, I was in a place right now in my life that I wanted to run, leave my family, my work, my friends, my country, my everything. Then I found your broadcast, Meaningful People and the Daily Thread um, it made me happy to see your empathy to Israel in general, Shaduchim, Hashkafa, and more. I just want to thank you. Keep continuing with the good work. We listen to you here, so don't stop. And by the way, sorry for my English mistakes. It's not my first language. Have a good week. And she signed her name and from that she's from B'nai Brak. So Daily Thread listeners in B'nai Brak, what do you think about that? Ain't that something? Um, I, I think, listen, uh, the social media, the wonderful thing about social media is that it reaches uh, all over the world, you know? It's true. When, when I, you know, uh, I mean, I was brought up at a very when media communications was very primitive, uh, but uh, when I'm in Florida, for example, uh, I want to listen to WABC radio. I just put it on my phone, and I can listen to WABC. You used to have to find the local stations and play it's the really, music yeah. that you no, want, the music that you want. I do the same thing in Israel. In Israel, I can listen to WABC if I want to listen to Mark Levin. Or I want to listen to uh, uh, you know Sid Rosenberg in the morning. I just I just put it on. Listen, it's amazing that we're we're able to you know speak to a few thousand people a day on this platform. I think it's awesome every single day that people, thousands of people are tuning into the Daily Thread. So we really want to thank them. And of course, we will be back at you tomorrow, Mr. Shem, with another episode of Daily Thread. Okay. Hit the link great. in the description to subscribe to our WhatsApp status, and we look forward to hearing more from you. Have a great day, everybody.